Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast here with 24-7 Sports. I'm Bobby Darren talking Rutgers basketball. Uh, joining me today, I have Joe Chetta with me. We're going to be talking about Rutgers race to the postseason, uh, player of the year awards, bracketology, the whole nine. Joe Chetta, how are you? Bobby, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. It's been uh, quite a week, a weekend. Uh, Rutgers is the four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Who would have thought? But we're here now, right? Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's it's a. I mean, to to be finished number four in the Big Ten. I mean, you look around the country, and, and Steve Pike all hammers at home. This is the best league in the country. But I mean, this year you ca- I kind of have to believe them because uh, you know the ACC is down. Uh, I mean, Big Twelve has some some teams, but I mean, uh, can you legitimately say this is hands down the best conference? Yeah, for sure, Bobby. Uh, definitely in the regular season. I know in the past, the postseason success hasn't always been there for the Big Ten. But, uh, I mean, this past year and and last year, I mean, the Big Ten has really showed up uh, with a, a lot of teams um, really stepping up and really having, you know, the Big, Pen, uh, the Big Ten is, used, uh, is known for their defensive prowess. But, I mean, in these past couple of years, the offenses have been churning. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a it's a grind going through the season. I think that's why you don't see a Big Ten team remaining in the top five, because they really just take a toll on each other, just beating each other up. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of physical games this year and it's a long season, 20, 20 league games. And, you know, when you go on the road, there's always tough atmospheres to play in. And um, it's just, you know, it's a grind. Maybe they're beat up you know, by the end of the season from playing each other. Maybe that's why the success wasn't there in recent years in the NCAA tournament. But nevertheless, a fourth place finish is something I think anyone is, anyone would have signed up for at any time, uh, you oh, know, yeah. given the past history. Oh, for sure. And how like they finished uh, when Steve Peichel first got there, 14-14, and then they started to creep up with the eight finishes and the seven finishes. And now this year it's all coming to fruition with these seniors, with Gio and Ron and Caleb and Luke Nathan um, it, and Ralph Gonzalez AG. It's just been a whirlwind of a season and for them to finish fourth in the conference is truly remarkable with this season starting the way it did really. Now, Joe, I, I've been looking at this bracketology stuff and, mm-hmm. and it changes every <laughs> week. Everybody changes their brackets. I don't know how they're supposed to be experts when their brackets change, you know, <laughs> an exponential amount of times. And I'm hearing Rutgers is going to be a first four team. Now, they finished fourth, right, in in the Big Ten Conference. I know they lost to Lafayette. I know they lost the you know, UMass, DePaul. I was at the Lafayette game. Trust me, I watched it. Bad loss. But it pulls these computer rankings down, and everybody's saying first four. Can you put a team that finishes fourth in the best conference of the country in a playing game in the first four in Dayton, Ohio? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, the computers hate Rutgers this year. And it's solely because of the Lafayette and the UMass and the DePaul games. And I get it. Those aren't great losses to start the season. But, I mean, there's 30 games in the entire season. They went 18 and 12. They did such a good job in conference. I don't see a way or a path how Rutgers could actually play in that first four uh, game in Dayton. It makes no sense to me how the net ranking were. I mean – I don't know how the the net they beat Penn State, they beat Indiana, and and they only move up like four net rankings. It makes no sense to me, Bobby. Me neither. I mean, and you look at you know what they, these analytics and these advanced statistics. I don't understand half of them, but um, <laughs> they don't account for context. 
Um, if you take Rutgers right now and play them against Lafayette, I'll bet a 30-point spread on that game. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. They will house them. They, it won't even be close. So where's the context? This is a team that's playing good basketball. I mean, they beat four ranked teams in a row. They beat the number one team in the country when Purdue was ranked. I mean, this is a good basketball team when they're firing on all cylinders. And to have them for a playing game, I think it just does an injustice to to the whole system. And I'm not a fan of the analytics, not a fan of these computer systems. I mean, what are, you know, and fortunately, the committee is made up of people. It's not robots. It's not the Ken Palm machine. Um, You know, it's not these guys who change their brackets a thousand times and say, oh, I, I got it right. Yeah, of course you got it right. You got it wrong 999 <laughs> times. But um, I'm sorry to vent a little bit, but I just don't believe in if they're a first four team. Damn. Um, you know, it's 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 a travesty. And, and, and I think they'll go in and win that first. But, you know, you never know. You, you get cold shooting. Some team comes in hot and, and it spoils your chance to, to make a run. Um, I know you have to win anyway, but it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem right to have a, a, a four seed in there. Now, uh, they have a chance to 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 do some damage in the Big Ten tournament. Joe, they're getting a double buy. I mean, you know, when Eddie Jordan was finishing out and packing his locker, I don't yeah. think anybody would have would have expected, you know, wow, they're getting a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to play Iowa first if, if the cards fall right. Um, yeah. What do you think about them advancing there? Yeah, I mean, listen, they beat Iowa at home in a stingy defensive game. I think it was like a 48-46 finish, like last possession stopped there. I mean, mm-hmm, exactly. Iowa's offense is potent, potent. And o- over their last 10 games, I think they're like 8-2, and two, and they're averaging an absurd amount of points. And what Rutgers was able to do – with the coaching staff's game plan and the players executing it. I mean, I just thought it was brilliant in that early game or in the early Big Ten game, and I think they can do it again. I mean, the odds are that you usually win one, you lose one against these Big Ten rivals. But, I mean, Bobby, they could definitely do it again. And be, being an indie, uh, just new juices flowing with the accolades getting torn in with Rutgers. I mean, their confidence right now is sky high. Yeah, and you know when this team starts clicking, they're really tough, and I don't think they're going to rest on on the Laura, um, excuse me, laurels of their success this season and, and just coast into the tournament. But I do think you know they'll come out with some fire and fight in them. And you know I, I've seen them play all the Big Ten teams, and, and I know Iowa's a good team, but they weren't tops on my list in terms of you know the toughest teams. I, I think Rutgers can handle them. Um, you know, you make it to the second round, it would look like Illinois is there unless they get upset. Rutgers beat them. I mean, they beat them handily last time at home. So, um, you know, it, it'd be nice to, to, to see them make a run and, and shut these first four rumors up with these, these uh, you know, bracketo- self-proclaimed bracketologists. Did they go to school for that, Joe? I don't know. Is there a bracketology uh, school somewhere? I, hey, you know what? There might be a major bracketology somewhere in this country, so who knows? I don't know the whole. I'm sorry to rant again, but the whole thing is annoying with the advanced. I don't know when I played college ball, there were no advanced statistics. I was just happy to learn the defense, you know. Um, anyway, moving on, we, uh, you know, we're in the midst of 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 a, of a you know what could be historic run here for for the team. And and you spoke with uh, some of the guys today. Um, Caleb McConnell honored as the defensive player of the year. I have to admit. The way Rutgers does get slighted in some things, I I had my reservations about him winning the award. I think he's deserving of the award, whether or not mm-hmm. the Big Ten was going to give it to him. You know, that remained to be seen. But, you know, kudos to them for, for giving him that award. And, and you spoke to him today. What, what's kind of his reaction to it and, and uh, you know, that national honor? 
I mean, like you said, right? I mean, with when it comes to Rutgers and the media, I mean, there's not really a, a notoriety there. I mean, they don't really focus on Rutgers. And, and, and I would say, I mean, McConnell did say that he was a little surprised because of all the media attention, but his players and coaching staff and all the staff around Rutgers really pushed uh, uh, the McConnell Defensive Player of the Year for the Big Ten on social media everywhere. Uh, they were talking about it uh, in their media uh, presence and stuff like that. So, I mean, he was definitely surprised, happy that uh, his whole team was actually there for the announcement. So funny story, Bobby. Um, today, uh, Geo Baker and Ron Harper and the whole team kind of told McConnell that, that there was a team meeting at noon today. And in reality, when McConnell showed up for uh, the team meeting, they were all waiting there for him to uh, watch the award ceremony on the Big Ten Network. So they all kind of surprised him there. And then, I mean, if you saw throughout social media, all the, the interactions, all the videos, everyone was just so excited for Caleb to actually get this award. It means so much to Rutgers. It means so much to the fan base. It's just an, an incredible feat and honor for Caleb. And you know what? He really brings it every night on the defensive mm-hmm. end. I mean, and you exert so much energy playing defense, you know, to do anything on offense is, <laughs> you know, it's it's remarkable. So, uh, you know, he just plays so, so tough. So hard. he guards so many different guys. Um, that Ohio State block, I mean, that might have saved oh. the game. Save, if you're looking at like one game would swing them in or out of the tournament, that, you know, you could look at that and say, if Caleb doesn't make that block, they might not go dancing. Uh, you know, 17 and, yeah, they wouldn't be a four seed right now. And, and I know a lot more goes into games than just one play, but that was a heck of a play. I mean, and it sparked a, that, that finish. And, um, you know, like you said, the guys feed on them. And, and Ron Harper has been saying all year that, Caleb is should be the defensive player of the year and uh you know they they respect the heck out of him and I think what you're seeing with this bunch when they click they're a tight-knit bunch and and they're really playing for one another and this is kind of their last hurrah so I I expect them to really go out strong and um you know you spoke with Gio and Ron today as well I mean what was their take on on uh you know the Big Ten tournament and and everything that's transpiring well what the consensus was especially with Gio and Ron is that they have extra days to rest and like extra days to prepare for uh, either Iowa and Nebraska or, or whoever they really face in uh, uh, the quarterfinals. So just these extra days of rest that, that they're not accustomed to late in the season is really beneficial for this team. Um, I know I'm, I mean, they brought up their, uh, I know Ron got second team all big 10 and Gio got third team uh, via the coaches uh, poll, but um. They, they, they kind of just were, were really talking about the team and just how well-rested they are after a crazy weekend of just winning by one against Penn State and just like in Rutgers fashion, uh, giving up a lead a little bit and then just clamping down when time needed to clamp. Uh, so I just uh, so they just thought that um, this extra rest was definitely much needed for them. Yeah, and, and, you know, they get a chance to, like you said, the film-watching part. I mean, Pike is big in the preparation, mm-hmm. and, and they really bring it when it comes to game planning. So I, I think they'll have something really good put together. And, you know, you mentioned Nebraska. There's a chance that they could upset Iowa. They've been – I mean, hot this, right isn't now. The, this isn't the team that I watched when, when Rutgers barely beat them. They, I mean, they were mm-hmm. bad, playing bad basketball. That was an ugly game. You know, I had to wash my eyes out with soap after that game. Um, But <laughs> – they're playing well. What's what's clicking with this team now? I just think with uh, Nebraska, they've been overlooked all year. I mean, they didn't win a conference game 
I think for almost the first 15 games of the season. And then they really started to ramp up. I mean, they beat Wisconsin on, it, it was either Sunday or Saturday. And I mean, they were up big on them in the first half. And uh, the Bryce McGowan's kid is something special, the five-star freshman. And and his brother's also on the Nebraska team. But um, <clears throat> basically, I mean, their uh, interior offense is very efficient. And then, and then, uh, McCowan's with his outside shooting is super efficient as well. And then they were able to catch catch Wisconsin off guard after, after being up for so long. And then Wisconsin came all the way back. And then and then Nebraska wound up taking up the lead with like the last three minutes of the game. It was actually crazy. And it just goes to show you what kind of conferences it is. And and mm-hmm. uh, well, regardless of who who is is Rutgers is going to have to face on Friday, I mean, they're going to be a team that's coming off a win, and they're going to be bringing it. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to play play teams that are getting hot. I mean, that's what the tournament's all about. But uh, you know, what's your projection? I mean, do, do you have any thoughts? I, I I can't even predict anymore because it, it like I said, they're <clears throat> predictably unpredictable. So, what's your thoughts? I mean, on uh. You know, you predicted it in the Indiana win the last time we did this, and I think it was by the same amount of points. You said a two- or three-point win, so props yeah. to you on that one. So <laughs> I, I'm going to defer. I mean, what, what, what's going to happen here? Who do I put my money on? Uh, see, I don't know. Everyone is saying Iowa's a dark horse to win the Big Ten tournament, but I'm not sure, man. I mean, I mean, if Rutgers is going to be well-rested, hungry to really prove that four-seed status, I can really see Rutgers really giving it to Iowa and – at least winning by four to six points. I mean, I mean, I know it's a new, it's a neutral site. I mean, Rutgers is not home. Iowa's not home. So, I mean, Bobby, they really have a chance, and I really think they can. The key is t- to stop uh, Iowa's best player, Keegan Murray, and I think they can. They did it the first time. I think they could do it again. I mean, they all have film on each other. They're all they're all going to correct mistakes that they made the first go around, but. I mean, Bobby, I mean, I really think that they could get to the semis and even the championship here. And, you know, Keegan Murray, I was really impressed with him coming in oh, yeah. when, when Rutgers played him. I said, well, I don't know if they have an answer for this guy. And and he I mean, he had some points, but it wasn't like he took over the game. And and I thought they did a great job on him because he's he's a ball player. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, you, you got to take your hat off the pike and the way they game plan and, and the way the Rutgers plays defense. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're just relentless on the defensive end. So I, I think you're right. I think they could stop. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Iowa. I'm not like wowed by them. And, no, not at all. Uh, you know, Illinois, I, I thought, you know, I was always impressed with Illinois. And then when Rutgers thumped them, I'm like, well, they could beat this team, too. You know, so um, mm-hmm. the Purdue's a tough matchup for them. But. You know, we'll talk about that one if it comes to it. But I, I think if you can win those two games, get to the to the championship. I don't think how, if you get to the championship, you definitely can't put them in the first four. Oh no, Bobby! If they win or if they go to the championship, what they're going to be twenty and twelve. I mean, I, I don't even know if they're going to be a double digit seed at that point. They may be like an eight or nine. And especially even if they win the Big Ten tournament, they might. I mean, they might be a seven. Like, like who knows here? I'm. They, there's a lot of possibility to improve their status in the tournament. So, I mean, I, I can definitely see them taking advantage there, for sure. But what would Ken Palm and the computers say? <laughs> well, I, I don't really pay attention to them because I think it's oh. kind of a baloney a little bit. But, but, but then if they, if they win those two games, the bracketology people would have to change their brackets again and again. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, the computers and the guys working them will be scrambling around if Rutgers gets two wins in the Big Ten tournament. I'll tell you that much. 
You think they watch the game or they just they just watch the numbers? They, you know, no, I don't know. I, I, it's definitely not an eye test. I mean, when I look at Ken Palm and one of my good buddies has the Ken Palm site and he has a username and, and all that stuff, and I check it sometimes, I'm like, how is it possible that, that Rutgers is a quad three win for most mm-hmm. of these schools? It makes no sense to me. It, it really doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Take all the analytics, throw them out the window, throw the Ken Palm <laughs> computer out the window, and, and tell me who's playing Bob. well. Tell me who's playing well. Tell me. Oh, it's the worst, you know, and the bracketology people, I mean, they have to go to school for something else. Um, But anyway, if they're a first four team, damn, I'll say it again. Um, Mm -hmm. They're better than that. And and they've been playing better than that. And uh, it's been it's been a fun year to cover them because they've been up and down. And when you think they're out, they're back in. And when you think they're rolling, they're back out. And it's just it's just been a roller coaster. And, And Pike always talks about the journey and he's not kidding. You know, Caleb McConnell told me last week, too. He said, you know, uh. Pike got some grief about saying this was his best team ever. Yeah. And Caleb said that, you know, well, when you look at the evolution of these players in the end, you can see what he's saying because he's thinking, you know, the potential of the Jaden Jones, of the Moat Mags, of the Cliff Amarui. Um, you know, so he's basically saying that, you know, when all is said and done, you look back, you'll say, wow, you'll have a really great collection of players. Now, some of them haven't arrived just yet. That remains to be seen what they're going to be like. But it, it made sense when he broke it down that way. Oh, for sure. And I mean, and uh, speaking of. Uh, Coach Peigel saying that this is best to me. I mean, Ron had his best season by a long shot out of his four years here. I mean, Cliff, the jump from year one to year two is insanity. I mean, what he's averaging close to 12 points a game and eight boards a game. I mean, mm-hmm. last year, um, I mean, he started a couple of games last year, but Miles really took control of that center spot. And I mean, Geo's going to be Geo making clutch shots. And Paul really improved his passing game and his defense this year so i mean this definitely was their best team on paper and honestly on the court as well i mean that they had that 20 uh win season in 2019 uh Mm -hmm. but this team definitely seems like it was the better one for sure and you know you take away those three hiccups against umass uh lafayette and um depaul and this is a 21 and 19 yeah Um, and the rank probably talking top 50. I mean, they were on the verge of being ranked before they dropped those games against um, uh, Purdue and Michigan. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and, and well, I think and, uh, I saw the third team. one. What was the third one? Wisconsin. But, you know, had they had things gone a little differently, they'd have been ranked. And, and it's, it's it's that's what's odd to me. You can rank them in the top 25, but they're still 70 something in the net and, and on all our friends computer systems. Yeah. And and, and I saw a tweet. Uh, I think it was either yesterday or the day before saying that Rutgers received uh, eight votes for the AP top 25 poll. So like net ranking, like you said, is close to 75 and they're mm-hmm. a borderline top 25 team. I mean, make it make sense, right? It yeah, makes no get, sense. Get rid of it. Get rid of that. <laughs> get rid of the Ken Palm guy. And, and, uh, and let's see what's going on. So I don't know. Like I said, I think we hammered that point home though. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, so. You and I will be outside of uh, Kempom headquarters with uh, pitchforks and uh, signs. There won't be anybody there. It'll be a giant algorithm. <laughs> you know, there's no humans there. Yeah, no. Uh, You're know. not wrong there. <laughs> we might be outmatched there, though. I don't know. <laughs> so on that note, Joe Shed, anything else to close out with on, on our uh, latest podcast? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the Rutgers fans, I mean, this season was a roller coaster. But, I mean, as you saw, the coaches and the AP uh, – uh, teams really voted or were, were really confident 
uh, in Rutgers this year to give him two all Big Ten selections, uh, defensive player of the year, and, and all these honorable mentions. Uh, the national media definitely took notice this time around for, for this Rutgers squad. I mean, that four-win stretch for uh, uh, beating all those ranked teams really put them on the scene there. And, and I really think that this Rutgers team has the potential to uh, come out Sunday and possibly, and I'm saying this, just possibly be a Big Ten champion. All right. Well, there you have it, Joe Cheddar. You were right last week, you know, for the Scarlet <laughs> Nation's sake. Let's hope you're right again. Um, thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, you can uh, interact with Joe and myself on, on uh, Scarlet Nation message board, the roundtable. Thank you for listening. We'll have continued coverage of Rutgers basketball, Rutgers football. Uh, we have recruiting for you. Anything you want, uh, we got it. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.